0: This is a bit of a different episode of Demand Decoded. I was recording a deep dive on self-reported attribution to upload to YouTube and embed on a blog we wrote on it. And I thought this was actually really useful information to share with our podcast listeners too. So if you want to know everything there is to know about self-reported attribution, carry on listening to this episode. Self-reported attribution is a marketing measurement that involves asking buyers how they heard about you on a high intent form on your website. This is usually in the form of literally a field saying, how did you hear about us? That's open text. And you can use this attribution method to understand the channels and touch points that created demand for your business, including those that your attribution software might not see. They're dark. And it's a really great data point because you're hearing exactly what the buyer is telling you, rather than what the software attribution ident- uh, identifies. So in- in terms of qualitative data and customer research and buyer research, it's, it's really, really useful. There's loads of benefits of self-reported attribution. It's a low effort, high impact attribution strategy, really. And some of the benefits include highlighting dark touch points that traditional software attribution simply can't track. For example, like um, referrals from partners or other people, you know, within self-reported attribution, the buyer upon submitting the form can tell you, "I heard about you from this person," or "I saw you at this event," or you know, "I heard you heard about you in this community." There's lots of different ways that people hear about you that software can't track. In those instances, they might have then gone to Google and searched for your brand name clicked on your website, and then submitted the form. Software attribution is going to tell you that they found you through organic search in that case. But actually, what created that demand for them to go and do it was not organic search. It was somewhere else. And self-reported attribution gives you that data. It gives you in-depth, qualitative insight into what really drives the most meaningful marketing conversions. It uncovers those channels that you potentially had no idea were working for you. I suppose as well, it it gives you an understanding of your buyer's preferred ways to self-educate and gather information. If you're looking at the trends and self-reported attribution is saying um, lots of the same things, it might be events, it might be referrals, it might be they heard you through podcasts, through LinkedIn, through all these different formats, you can start to really um, gauge a trend of what your buyers are resonating with. And it really just helps you to gain an overall holistic, realistic view of your marketing efforts. So as I briefly mentioned, software attribution, there's a bit of a debate between self-reported attribution and software attribution, but really you can use both together, but it's absolutely critical to understand the differences between the two types of attribution. So while self-reported attribution relies on buyers telling you how they heard about you, Software attribution relies on cookies and tracking pixels and other data points to identify the interactions that buyers have with your business. And they are measured, you know, through those cookies and pixels. And there are a few issues with this. The fundamental issue with software attribution is that it simply doesn't have the capability to track dark touch points. Like your software attribution wouldn't know if somebody in a community mentioned you in a slack conversation right there are endless channels that software attribution simply can't measure because of the limitations and the way that it has to measure through cookies and tracking pixels so if you think of channels like word of mouth communities like slack discord facebook linkedin all that all those stuff and social media groups podcast events all of these channels are outside of the cookies and pixels that your software attribution needs in order to measure correctly this often creates a huge measurement gap between self reported attribution and software attribution for example self reported attribution might be telling you that loads of your buyers are hearing about you through podcasts through events through linkedin through you know other forms of social whereas software attribution is telling you that they found you through organic search and direct traffic and, you know, paid search, these kind of channels. So it creates a big gap between the reality and what software is telling you, essentially. The thing is with software attribution is it just encourages measurability over actual performance, because simply measuring attribution using software alone will naturally encourage you to focus on and implement those tactics that you can only measure using software, like posting links on social media. um, Because software attribution can then see, oh, I've got a UTM on that link. So I can then track that when they come back to our website. Um, We know that social media isn't designed to have links in the feed in-feed content is much better and performs much better and gets better engagement. And that's what the social platforms want you to do. But if I was just using software, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't measure that. So let me post some links so then at least I can measure. Gated content is another kind of uh, symptom of software attribution because, you know, using gated content basically means you're trying to capture details as soon as possible in a buyer journey so that you can then measure campaign results and attribute a load of things then to that person. Again, we know the downfalls of gated content. It's not how buyers want to buy. Um, It's often filled with loads of leads that are never going to buy from you. And yeah, there's a lot of drawbacks on that. And essentially, you, you start focusing on distributing content only in the places that software attribution can measure, like on your website to then um, be distributed on search because obviously if somebody comes back to your website uh, you can then track their cookies if they accept and email uh, again the same like if they interact with your email you can track that so whilst these are fine um, to use within a broader strategy they just simply don't include all of the other dark touch points and those channels that your buyers actually want to use to kind of consume content and learn and educate and even in some cases find like vendors and solutions. With all that said, software attribution is still effective and it is still a good thing to implement. It's still tracking the source that the buyer used to get to your website in the end. So, you know, it's a great way to identify the channels that buyers use um, when they're looking to purchase a solution such as, you know, organic search, paid search, referrals from like review sites like G2 uh, and that kind of thing. So you're understanding actually how they got to you after that initial demand was created. So, you know, once you've actually captured the initial conversion, software attribution can be great to track you know, future uh, interactions on your website and other marketing campaigns and emails you might send with them. So it's absolutely still applicable, but just understand how it's being used and what it's truly measuring, which isn't how this person first heard about you and how the demand was initially created, because it can lead you to do things that aren't in the best interest of uh, what your buyers actually want. So really you should be using self-reported attribution and software attribution together to really get ultimate insights. Self-reported attribution, great way to measure how demand is being creative, no matter where that channel is, if it's offline, untraceable to cookies and that kind of thing. Software attribution, great way to measure how you're capturing demand in high intent channels or measuring how buyers eventually came to your website. And then tie this back to individual campaigns and spend and that kind of thing. All right, so I've explained the difference between self reported attribution and software attribution, but let me actually show you a few examples of this in practice so you can see for yourself the huge, vast difference between these two points of measurement. So we've got an uh, inquiry here on our website on the Talk to Us. Form essentially, and what you can see here in the How Did You Hear About Us self reported attribution field is this person has said they heard about us on a Facebook group, the Marketing Meetup. Now, I had no idea that that was a channel where uh, we were being mentioned, I wasn't really across it, I'm not part of that group, so you know, I didn't know that was working. That's really great, useful information for me. If I then head over to Software Attribution, this is telling me that this person came through direct traffic and actually on the book a consultation form itself. So the likelihood is they declined cookies on our website until they then submitted the form, which has to uh, enable cookies on their device. So if I didn't have self reported attribution for this submission, this direct traffic, original source, is really not telling me anything. I would have no idea that the marketing meetup was an effective place, potentially, that we're being mentioned. You know, I wouldn't know this stuff. We've got another submission here on our inquiry form. How did you hear about us? Self reported attribution is webinar. That is probably a LinkedIn Live that we ran because that's the only kind of webinars that we run. So great to know. Um, let's see what software attribution tells us about this. So software attribution telling us that this person came through direct traffic, uh, specifically on our work page. So again, not really telling us much without self-reported attribution and the how did you hear about us field on uh, this submission. I would really have no idea that the webinar drove this inquiry. I simply wouldn't know. Last one then, let's have a look at another. How did you hear about us? Self-reported attribution, this person has said, your LinkedIn ads, lovely stuff. So let's go over to software attribution. And this tells us that they heard about us through referrals, specifically on the uh, HubSpot partner directory, that is the ecosystem. So this is a really interesting one because these are actually two really useful data points. So it's not just showing that software attribution is totally ineffective and unnecessary because whilst it's great to know that our LinkedIn ads was creating demand, it built that affinity and that connection with this person. Actually, when it came to potentially analysing more vendors and really uh, being deep in that research phase, this person went to the HubSpot partner directory to do that. It was only potentially because they remembered our brand and had heard about us before that they then decided to inquire with us. But it's really useful to know where these people are going um, when they're looking for a solution and where we can essentially capture high intent demand. All right, so some best practices for self-reported attribution. Number one, open text field. So actually use an open text box uh, not even an open text field basically to encourage long answers encourage lots of content encourage people to put thought into that box and give you more than just you know one or two words keep it open text don't use a drop down because that just forces people and pigeonholes them into an answer that might not even be true and just doesn't give you reliable data. So keep it open text. That way you'll get incredible insights, lots of detail that you can then use to inform your marketing strategy. Number two, make the, how do you hear about this field required? And you might be thinking, oh, well, will that affect our conversion rates? No, as far as studies have proven, um, Refine Labs did a couple of studies that proved that it had no impact on conversion rates. Actually, it improved conversion rates. And you know, when you think about it, serious buyers will likely still inquire anyway. One field is not going to put off a serious buyer that wants to do business with you. Next is to only have this how did you hear about us field on high-intent forms. You don't want to muddy that self-reported attribution data uh, with low-intent um, form fills on eBooks, on guides, on webinars, and that kind of thing. Here, you're wanting to analyze what really drives those high intent people, those people that are really likely to buy from you and become customers, what drives them uh, to come to your website and submit that form. So the last point is to help yourself out with reporting and automate those free text answers into some core groups. For example, if somebody writes in your how did you hear about us field, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, you can then group those into a drop-down select uh, self-reported attribution property and group them under social. If somebody says they heard about you on like Bing or Google, group them into search. Uh, Events are the same if they heard about you at, you know, trade show X, trade show Y, group them into events. So then you can do some really clever reporting and actually analyze this in a quantitative way, whilst also having their qualitative answers uh, from self-reported attribution.